This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Back in on Writer Than You, my name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy and honored to be filling in with you on this beautiful Friday. Bill will be back on Monday. If you like, you can give me a follow on the Bird app. Also a great way to interact with the show. Twitter.com backslash C-D-O-T Harrison. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll get to buy or sell. We're also expected to be joined here momentarily by Josina Anderson of Sports, or excuse me, CBS Sports HQ. She is an NFL insider. Why is Josina Anderson joining us? Well, she has been on top of the Deshaun Watson situation. Would like to get her insight. The newest development is that according to ESPN and Sports Illustrated, the NFL's final settlement offer was to to suspend Deshaun Watson for 12 games and also levy a pretty significant financial penalty, a fine between 8 to $10 million. Roger Goodell, to me, is in a very difficult position. The old system allowed Roger Goodell to meet with the players, hear these individual cases, and then ultimately render a verdict. And it led to a lot of inconsistencies and people complaining. A major person that complained was the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and the Ezekiel Elliott situation. And we all know the standing that Jerry Jones has in the owner community And he wanted to see a change, and a lot of other owners felt the exact same way. They felt that the penalties were either too severe or too inconsistent. So the players and the owners agreed upon when it comes to situations like Deshaun Watson's to allow a third person, a third party, to hear them. And that's where Sue L. Robinson comes in. So Sue L. Robinson gets the information. She talks to the NFL. She talks to some of the accusers. She talks to the teams. She gathers all the information. We now know her verdict. It was a violation of the personal conduct policy and a six-game suspension. Now, I want to be clear here. Her verdict, to me, is in line with the writing in the National Football League. I believe the penalty is too light. I do believe that Deshaun Watson's penalty should be more severe for what he is accused of. But her understanding of the league's personal conduct policy And implementing it is fairly consistent. Deshaun Watson did break the personal conduct policy. Now, some of the language and verbiage in her statement I disagree with, but I do think her understanding of the NFL personal conduct policy 
is accurate and fair, and her verdict is in line with that. To me, the conversation is, and what I think it should be is, is this a situation that warrants more than just the standard six-game penalty? And I would argue yes. To me, we're talking about someone who continuously showed improper actions and should be handled accordingly. He has 24 accusers. We can't treat this like a singular he said, she said. This is a he said, she said, she said, she said, she said to the 24th power. That has to factor in. And once you get to that point, I think the penalty has to be severe and send a message. And to me, the message that Roger Goodell is sending is not simply to the players that this conduct won't be accepted. It also has to be sent to the fans. There is a large portion of NFL fans that believe this is typical operating practices for the league, that we have seen issues of violence against women from NFL players, and the penalty hasn't matched the crime in a lot of these instances. And that is a perception I think Roger Goodell hates and is desperately trying to fix here. What they are suggesting for Deshaun Watson, I think is fair. A substantial financial penalty, a substantial amount of missed games, and there are certain off-the-field boxes that need to be checked before you return to the NFL. The NFL hates a damaging of the brand. They hate a damaging of the shield. And in my opinion, what Deshaun Watson has done has damaged the shield. So according to ESPN and Sports Illustrated, the NFL's final settlement offer with Deshaun Watson was a 12-game suspension, and he would be fined between 8 to $10 million. Watson's side shot down the offer because it wasn't willing to accept any deal that was going to suspend Watson for more than six to eight games. Watson also will, also wasn't willing to accept a heavy fine. What is Deshaun Watson willing to accept? If Deshaun Watson is truly remorseful, if Deshaun Watson truly feels like his actions were out of line and proper and wants to make amends for his actions, accepting a fair offer of a pretty lengthy suspension and a significant fine is all fair. But on the other side, it's it's hard to argue with his side and what they've done. Their side has worked. I'm not on their side, but criminal charges didn't move forward with Deshaun Watson. He has settled. He has one case left to settle. They put their information before a judge, a neutral party, and they only got six games. So far, the Deshaun Watson side is winning. His agent got him a brand new contract, $230 million guaranteed. His lawyer got him six games and no financial penalty except the NFL's $350,000, which is game checks. Those, some of you watch The Wire, and there's a scene in The Wire where McNulty's really mad and he says, you don't get to win. Maybe that's what this is with the media, and I can be a part of this. That's fine. Deshaun Watson doesn't get to win after everything that he's done. After what Deshaun Watson is accused of, he doesn't get to win at the end of this. So far, he's up. New contract, six-game suspension. If this gets appealed, he'll be able to play in the preseason games. 
Deshaun Watson could play week one this year if all of this continues out and they keep fighting it the way that they're fighting it. Deshaun Watson could play week one in the National Football League. Could play week one. After all of that, we need more than that. There has to be more of a penalty paid for what Deshaun Watson is accused of in my mind. We're expected to be joined by Josina Anderson at any minute at any minute. When she's on the line, we'll talk to her. Let's keep talking quarterbacks here, though. Los Angeles Rams coach Sean McVay said quarterback Matthew Stafford's right elbow pain is, quote, a little abnormal for a quarterback and comparing it instead to what pitchers deal with. As you know, Stafford had an elbow injury last season, and he received an injection in his right elbow during the offseason. He didn't throw in spring workouts, and they've been really smart about how to handle this moving forward and what the situation is going to be with Matthew Stafford. A Matthew Stafford injury is really the only thing that I think can derail this Rams team. I know it's pretty easy to take the team that went to the Super Bowl last year and believe in that team. That Rams team is just as loaded as last season. And the only things that I think could really derail the Rams this season, A, injuries. I mean, they're they're a really top-heavy roster. They've invested in stars, and they're going to be powered by stars. If the Rams go back to the Super Bowl, they're going because Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Like They're going because their stars are able to lead them to the Super Bowl. That's why they're going. And the other thing to me would be simply, are the Rams just as hungry and motivated? It's easy to be motivated when you're going up the mountain. All right, now you've come back down, and you're, you're okay. Now do it again. Go back up. Eh, I've already done. I've already seen the view. This year, the Rams won the Super Bowl, and a lot of guys started getting paid. Aaron Donald got another deal. Cooper Cup got another deal. A lot of their key guys got paid this offseason. Are the Rams just as hungry, just as motivated? Is Aaron Donald just as motivated? Aaron Donald has had one eye towards retirement for quite some time. This offseason, I believe he was really split. It's always easy to come back for the amount of money that he chose to come back from, but I think Aaron Donald could retire at the end of any season now moving forward. Just saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I've done it. I'm going to Canton. I've made a lot of money. I get to live a comfortable life in Los Angeles. I'm out. So the Matthew Stafford injury to me is something to note. That's one of the few things that can derail this team. The Rams are as talented as any team in the league, if not more talented. And I believe they have a prodigy, a head coach. I believe that Sean McVay is his generation's Andy Reid. I believe that Sean McVay is his generation's Bill Walsh. He's just going to be a coach that does this for a significant amount of time, and his team wins at a high level each and every season. So their floor is going to be incredibly high, even if issues arise. But you've got a core of about eight players that you need to keep healthy. Stafford, Cup, Allen Robinson, Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. I believe they'll get Odell Beckham back at the second half of the season. So it's about keeping those guys healthy and being able to get those guys to the, to the finish line. And do guys have that same drive? Do guys have that same motivation? Are guys still as hungry 
as they were before. That's something we'll have to find out this year from the Rams. Coming up, we'll get to a very simple game called Buy or Sell. That's coming up. Keep it locked in right here. You're listening to Rider Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder, here on today's show. We're going to head to the phone lines momentarily and catch up with Josina Anderson. But first, let me tell you that I'm coming live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. And you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Remember that Rocket Mortgage can. Our next guest is one of the best reporters out there. She is with CBS Sports HQ. She's an NFL insider. Her name is Josina Anderson joining us on the show today. Josina, appreciate you hopping on with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. How are you Let's guys just do it. <laughs> doing great. We appreciate you coming on. Let's just start with this. What's the latest, what's the most recent update you have on the Deshaun Watson case? We know that the NFL has officially decided that they are going to appeal it. We also know that Roger Goodell is not going to be the one to oversee the appeal. Yeah, so, I mean, he obviously has elected not to hear it, which I do think is probably in the league's best interest relative just to the sensitivity of the case and kind of the volatility around the conversation surrounding it on social media and all that other stuff. So he has placed uh, uh, his designee, Peter Harvey, is a former uh, federal prosecutor in uh, the New York uh, to oversee the case. And uh, today the response is due to the NFL's appeal from the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's counselor side relative to that. Um, and, you know, if reporters like me get the leaks of the nature of those arguments, we'll kind of hear how they um, plan to contest what it is that the um, uh, NFL feels like it is bolstering on their side relative to the language in Sue Robinson's six-game suspension ruling. Josina, why do you think that these two sides have been unable to reach a settlement? There was a report that the league suggested a 12-game suspension with a pretty financial, a pretty big financial settlement when it comes to Deshaun Watson, where I think, I mean, 
the league wants 17 games. It seemed like Watson side wants to have a six-game suspension. There's a lot of numbers in between six and 17. What do you think has been the biggest hurdle between these two sides reaching a settlement? I think that when you hear these numbers, especially on the league side, that you have to look at it more as the art of negotiation and how any negotiation goes, whether it's for your own employment contract to CBS to an NFL contract to, um, you know, negotiations with regards to an appeal hearing and the discipline process of the NFL. So when someone is saying that they're going for an indefinite suspension with a minimum of a year, just like in a, a negotiation, I think it's relative that they're trying to, or excuse me, I think it's because they are trying to land somewhere below that, right? And then this is why on the other side, with Watson's side, they were advocating for zero games because they do believe it should be zero games. But it was also tactical relative to what the NFL was going after and where you ultimately think it should land um, or it could land. So when when you're talking about that, I feel like the NFL is trying to get just short of that, um, whether it happened by a settlement in advance of, you know, this um, decision from uh, Peter Harvey um, or whether it just comes by via Peter Harvey's decision um, on its face. So they are separate apart because it's how the NFL feels, and they're also taking into account kind of what Sue Robinson laid out in her ruling, which is the quote-unquote public outcry aspect of it which is a part of anything. There's always the public perception, the public domain, the public hemisphere, reaction, opinion with regards to any controversy that happens out there. And then there is, you know, what Deshaun Watson is saying has happened or maintained has happened, especially in a case where there is no video evidence kind of similar to what we had in the Ray Rice situation. Right now, we're talking to Josina Anderson. She is with CBS Sports HQ, an NFL insider, one of the top in the country. But wouldn't, from a PR standpoint, if you're Deshaun Watson, wouldn't this show a level of contrition that, hey, I understand that I was improper. I understand that I did something wrong, so I'm willing to accept a penalty where we have seen his side basically fight every single step of the way and seems prepared to fight it even more. Wouldn't reaching a settlement and trying to be on the same page with the league wouldn't that at least show some level of contrition from Watson's camp? So a couple things to unpack with what you just asked there. So um, number one, they uh, there have been intermittent talks attempting to reach a settlement since the three-day hearing back in the beginning of July. So there have been attempts on that. What there has not been is an agreement on where that settlement should land. So they have been doing that. And then number two... What was the second part of your question? I'm sorry again. No, I was just wondering if if, if you're Deshaun Watson and you want to communicate oh, to the public about a, the contrition. A, a, mm-hmm. Yes, you were talking about the contrition aspect of it. So, right, that is a matter of subjectivity. So, initially in the introductory press conference, Deshaun Watson said he did not have uh, remorse, and that those were his words. And then at his uh, press conference. Uh, during the mandatory camp, which I was there for in person, um, his explanation was that, um, you know, that he maintains that he still hasn't done anything wrong, 
Um, but what you're talking about came via his explanation saying that I understand that how I said that um, has triggered people, and for that, I'm sorry. So that was his measure, his measure of showing uh, contrition. Now, to your third point of what you were asking me was, well, shouldn't they just, uh, you know, settle or work with the NFL relative to this discipline? I would say they are doing that relative to prior to the Robinson ruling coming out. Remember that the NFLPA announced on behalf of itself and Deshaun Watson that regardless of what the discipline was, and this was before the ruling came out, they made this announcement that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> apologize, that they would accept the discipline from um, from Judge Robinson. So they they announced that prior to, and and since it's been announced that she has as advocating for a six game suspension, he is still abiding by that six-game ruling because two things. Yesterday was the deadline for whether you were going to appeal her ruling. Today is the deadline to respond to the NFL's um, appeal. So by not appealing the ruling, they are accepting that the baseline of his, or bottom line rather, of his suspension is going to be six games. That's what it's going to be. So that even now, if for some reason the NFL comes out and says in the final ruling, Peter Harvey says, you know what, it's a year. And then we kind of go into the Ezekiel Elliott mode of filing a lawsuit and going after temporary restraining orders to get an injunction to play week one. Per my understanding and what I tweeted yesterday, as of right now, because this is always fluid people out there listening, but as of right now, they would not, my understanding is that there would not be a seeking of a temporary injunction, right, to try to play week one, because obviously if you were going to do that, you would have appealed yesterday the six-game suspension. So any fight that happens uh, here, assuming that there is a uh, uh, that they have a, uh, they have a that they are have a beef, let's say, with the ruling um, that Peter Harvey is going to come up with, it would start at week seven. Right now, we're talking to Justina Anderson, one of the top NFL reporters and insiders with CBS Sports HQ. Last question here, Justina. I know you're busy. When you talk when you talk about Goodell and sort of how he handles these situations, I wonder if he's sort of in a lose lose situation because the current, I guess, the current suspension system was collectively bargained between the players and the owners. The first major chance that we have, he's already appealed it, and he's pushing for a much more significant penalty than what the judge originally wanted. How is this being perceived in the league that inevitably we'll have another situation comes up? Do people feel like Goodell is going to go back on his words and just appeal every time he's unhappy with whatever they get back from a third party? So that's all in how you view it. So on one hand, people were saying, that if they elect the NFL, rather, elects to appeal the decision from the neutral arbiter, that being Sue Robinson, that that would be undercutting her, that would be undermining her. Unless, it depends on what vantage point you're looking at that from. And I'm not saying that this is what is, but let's just shift the kaleidoscope a little bit. 
what if you don't view it as undermining her? What if you just view it as a buffer so that it gives you a launching pad and a buffer to do what you ultimately still wanted to do because you have the final say anyways? So it depends on how you look at it. It depends on how you feel. And we didn't have any history on the neutral arbiter before because this is her first high-profile case under this new process relative to the 2020 CBA. Now we have her first case. When we get her second case and her third case, people will start to develop an opinion about how she rules, the history of her recommendations, what are her leanings, and over time, we will be able to say, do we think it's more pro-player, do we think it's more pro-league, or do we think it's balanced? Now, there are, pe- there are people who feel, and it's very interesting, because I feel like the opinions are, are all over the place after the first ruling. Some people say, oh, this, is, this doesn't make any sense. Her language was strong, but it sticks games. Some people say, no, it's, it's pro-league because the language she used, it, you know, it, 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 wasn't ju- it wasn't justified. But, that, you know, so depending on who you're talking to, you know, kind of depends on how you feel like where she is leaning or may, where, where she may go in the future. But also relative to what I was saying as to, you know, what your question was, you know, how does the league view this? How does the league view this? You know, is, it, what, is this problematic for the league? And so my answer to you is, is, I'll circle back to what I said before, it depends on how you feel like, I guess, you're getting kind of use out of the insertion of the neutral arbiter prior to your ruling. And if, if the league feels that it serves them as a buffer, then maybe you don't feel like it's an undermining thing and maybe you're also not worried about it. It's just food for thought. That's all. This is Josina Anderson with CBS Sports HQ, one of the top NFL reporters and insiders. She has done a fantastic job with Deshaun Watson. Josina, really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you, guys, and have a good show. You too. Thank you. That is Josina Anderson joining us today on the show. She makes a great point about perception and how it is viewed going forward. The language that Sue Robinson communicated was very strong. It was tough. I do also believe that her ruling is in line with what I think the NFL's personal conduct policy is. And I read the ruling and her verdict as someone that didn't want to go too far outside of the framework that has already been conceived by the league. This framework is already there. This was the framework that many of us used from the very beginning. Well, Ben Roethlisberger got this amount. Well, Ezekiel Elliott got this amount. So this is what Deshaun Watson's going to get. It seems like the league is pushing for more than what the rules say. And I think that's going to be really difficult for the league. I think the league clearly wants Deshaun Watson to not play this upcoming season. I think that is obvious by every single report. The league does not want Deshaun Watson to play this season. But when you've got a judge that says it's six and it's in line with your policy, and now you're trying to go to another avenue to get it done, who's going to win? It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays itself out. This is one thing that I've heard people say this. 
hey, once games start, people will forget about this. And in a lot of cases, that's true. The NFL always bets that the calendar is going to turn. That once games start, once things happen, people will move forward. I think the league is fighting a really dangerous PR battle, though, if that's their strategy. America is changing. How America sees these issues are changing. I don't think this is something that goes away just because football happens. I think this story has crossed over in a lot of ways. Football stories normally don't cross over. The Dolphins situation is a football situation. Sure, football people will talk about it, but once football games happen, this is a life issue. This involves violence against women, sexual assault. America is different. So I don't know if this is one of those, oh, well, the game's on Sunday. No. If Deshaun Watson is playing football week one, that will be a massive story. And I understand that all the other games, it will be a massive story outside the world of sports. I don't think this is something that is going away the typical bad 24-hour news cycle would of a football story. I think this is much bigger than this. And I think you have to take the tone and temperature of the country when discussing this. And the perception of the league, the perception of the league is they don't take this very seriously. I think Goodell is doing his best to try to change that. And what the NFL wants as a suspension, I would deem to be severe. Missing the entire season, significant fines, needing to do certain things off the field in order to get back on it, I I think are legitimate penalties. For Deshaun Watson. We'll see if they go through. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to buy or sell to end the show. But first, let's get you an update with my guy, Peter Schwartz. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's award-winning 24 7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. You are listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Carrington Harrison. It's an honor and a privilege to be filling in for my guy, Bill, who will be back on Monday. So, I recently got back from Las Vegas. I did all right. Won a couple hundred dollars. Wasn't nothing big. So I got a little extra money in my pocket. And I'm in the mood to spend it. It's buy or sell time. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Carrington, let's start it off by talking some NFL. Yesterday, the Steelers announced they signed wide receiver Deontay Johnson to a two-year extension that could be worth up to $39.5 million. Now, last season, Johnson went over 100 catches and 1,000 yards receiving for the first time in his career. Buy or sell, it was worth extending Deontay Johnson when the Steelers still have question marks surrounding their quarterback. Thomas, good thing I got this money because I'm in the buying mood. Buy. This is nothing. Think about what it costs right now for high-end wide receiver play. And they have question marks surrounding their quarterback, but they just drafted one in round one. It is a playmaker league. You need dynamic guys on the outside. Deontay Johnson is a fine receiver. And at this price, up to $40 million on a two-year extension, this is in line with the kind of player that he is. I like this deal. I'm also not going off any past numbers from a Steelers quarterback because they had, or excuse me, wide receiver, because they have the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. Now you've got presumably a quarterback with a real living, breathing arm who can throw the football. I think we're going to see more. I'm buying Chase Claypool stock. I'm buying Deontay Johnson stock. I'm buying Juju Smith-Schuster stock now that he's gotten away from Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not selling it. I like this deal. Good contract for the Steelers. Good contract for the team. Good contract for the player. It's a win for everybody. All right, let's shift our focus from wide receivers to quarterbacks here. Aaron Rodgers, who's the second oldest active quarterback currently in the NFL, was asked this week if he'll be playing until he's 45 years old just like Tom Brady is currently doing, and Rodgers with a smirk said simply, no, he won't be. Buy yourself that whenever Aaron Rodgers retires, it will be for good. I got to get some of my money back. I got to sell. Sell. I'm selling for one reason and one reason only. You're asking me to predict the thoughts, actions, and movements of Aaron Rodgers? Who can do this? How can anybody do this? You wouldn't ask me to do this if it was Kyrie Irving. If it was, hey, Kyrie said this, do you think he's telling the truth? How should I know? I don't know. I got to do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could play until he's 60. Aaron Rodgers could quit in the middle of the season. There's nothing that Aaron Rodgers can do at this point that would surprise me. Like literally nothing. 
He could be in Drake's next video. He could be on stage with Adele. He also could just simply retire tonight. I have no clue what Aaron Rodgers is going to do at any given moment. So I I don't know. So I'm going to sell for that reason because Aaron Rodgers could retire and then unretire like Tom Brady. All right, let's get to some NBA here. Now, by his own admission, Luka Doncic was out of shape to start last season. However, this week, Doncic has gone viral because of a photo on social media. Doncic was vacationing and took a picture with a fan. And Doncic in that photo is noticeably slimmer than how he ended this past season. Buy or sell the Mavericks being the team to beat in the West with Luka Doncic being in shape for an entire season. Tommy, I'm trying to buy things, but you're not putting anything on the shelves that I'm interested in. I got to sell. Sell. Who's the Dallas Mavericks second best player? Ask yourself that. Now with no Jalen Brunson, who is the Dallas Mavericks second best player? Is it Tim Hardaway Jr.? Are you winning a championship if Tim Hardaway Jr. is your running mate? That's your number two. No, absolutely not. Luka is amazing. You're not winning playing this NBA 2K isolation. I'm going to take all the shots basketball. You want to know what Dallas is running? They are running the same offense that Will Smith was running at Bel Air Academy. It's the same offense. Pass it to Will. Shoot, Will. No, you're not winning a championship that way in the Western Conference. Absolutely not. I got to sell. I'm trying. I'm trying here. You're not buying. You got you to give me something to buy. All right, let's stay in the NBA here. Maybe this one. Gordon Hayward is under contract with the Hornets. I already know I'm selling this one. Is Gordon <laughs> Hayward in it. I already know. He's under contract with the Hornets for two more seasons and is owed over $60 million. But reportedly, the former All-Star could be a backup plan for the Miami Heat should they not land Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell. Buy or sell that Gordon Hayward is a better fit for the Heat than Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell. What kind of question? Sell. Sell. What kind of question is this? There's only one basketball, Carrington. He's not the star player, but maybe he fits in better with Jimmy Butler. Why would they want old Tyler Hero? That's what they already, they already got, Gordon Hayward. They got Tyler Hero. They got Duncan Robinson. I'm sure they got Keith Van Horn on that team too. Why would they want old why do they want old they want old Tyler Hero? No. Absolutely not. A better fit than you literally asked me a question. Is Gordon Hayward a better fit for a basketball team than Kevin Durant? I'm gonna tell you this. If your team is better suited for Gordon Hayward than Kevin Durant, stop playing basketball. Quit. Do something else. Well then let me give you a follow-up here. Do you think the Miami Heat land KD or Donovan Mitchell? I got to sell both of those, too. I'm not as angry about that question as the other one. <laughs> right. I'm not as angry. The other question, it angered me. I'm not going to lie. It angered me for a second. I temporarily lost my cool. I temporarily got upset. But, no, I don't think so. I think Kevin Durant is going to start the season with the Brooklyn Nets. It is just a matter of time before Donovan Mitchell gets traded to the New York Knicks. It is just a matter of time. That also, like Aaron Rodgers, retiring, it could happen at any moment. It could happen right now. Like, right while I'm talking, I could click refresh on Twitter, and it happens for Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell will play this season for the New York Knicks, and KD will start the season with the Nets. All right, let's get to some baseball here. now. You Please let me buy something. I'm ready to buy. I got a lot of money now. <laughs> you touched on this earlier in the show. For all the rumors that surrounded Shohei Otani around the trade deadline earlier this week, he's still an angel, and he's still productive. 
Otani hit not one but two homers yesterday. And the Angels, that is a team, well, they hit seven. Yes, seven home runs, and they still lost to the Oakland A's 8-7. to seven. seven solo homers. The Angels were the second team in Major League history to hit seven homers and still lose. Buy yourself that the Angels can turn it around and become a winner with both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. This is the worst buy or sell in the history of radio. I'm selling so. this too. I can't. I mean, what are, what are we doing here? What are we? What are we? Can they turn into a winner? No. They what got the Angels? Two what are of the, the Angels best players done? on the planet? I, I mean, they should be able to turn this thing around. I, I want them to be able to turn it around too. The Angels are the worst team to cheer for. I'm telling you, in all of sports, the Angels are the worst team to cheer for because, in theory, everything you're saying is correct. They should be good. They should be. In theory, they should be. They're not. They're not going to be good. They aren't good. They're never going to be good. I don't get what it is. I'm telling you, ever since they ever since they got those two kids, a family, and angels in the outfield, they've just stunk the entire time. Shout out to Maggie, too. Maggie was such a sweet woman. I love Maggie. Great movie, by the way. Amazing movie. All but right. no, no. Why? What would make them be winners? They're not winners. They are forty-four and sixty-one. They couldn't even have a winning season in the sixty-game season. They they had a losing <laughs> record then. They, they have had a losing record every year since two thousand and sixteen. That team is terrible. All right, I got two more questions here. Let's see if I, I can. Turn I want to buy mojo. something. Let me buy something. <laughs> Let's see if I can turn my mojo around here. Let's stick with Los Angeles baseball here as Clayton Kershaw left his start early yesterday against the Giants. Kershaw was warming up before the bottom of the fifth inning when he experienced some lower back pain. Kershaw said after the game, quote, just felt something kind of lock up and I couldn't really throw after that, end quote. By yourself, the Dodgers will be able to count on Clayton Kershaw come playoff time after countless back injuries in recent years. <sighs> I got to sell. Sell. This has just been a, such a negative buy or sell. I'm not, I'm really in a good mood. I don't know why. I've just, I, all we've heard is buzzers. I mean, we, this, we, we've heard more. not my intention either. We've heard more buzzers than wrong answers on Family Feud. I don't, I, I'm normally not this negative. Clayton Kershaw is 34 years old. He has had significant injuries. We already know he has never been the best postseason player I gotta I gotta say no on this man I, I I don't I don't know if just with his injury history he's a player that you can 100% count on heading into this postseason so I I, I gotta say no I, I gotta I gotta vote no on Clayton Kershaw all right here we go last question and it has absolutely nothing to do with sports so I'm feeling good about this we're gonna All have right. some positive energy here I, the, I want I want it. <laughs> during the broadcast of the Hall of Fame game last night, new Hall of Famer and former Packers safety Leroy Butler explained that he's a great cook. You have a cookbook coming out. And I said, you guys, I said, are you really a good cook? He goes, what do you think? What did you tell me to that? I'm an executive home chef. Okay? <laughs> I don't grill. I'm in the kitchen. Okay, so me and my six daughters are working on a cookbook right now. Leroy Butler is leaping into your kitchen again, but this time he's bringing his kids. And as we throw it back, your your best dish. Mac and cheese. I make the best mac and cheese ever, okay? 
Don't even sweat it. Don't even stay out of my mentions. It's all me. Buy or sell that <laughs> mac and cheese is an easy dish to ruin. Oh, I'm buying that. Buy. I'm buying that. Oh, I mean, you can definitely. You, you've definitely had some mac and cheese that was too crunchy. Oh, you can definitely mess it up. Now, you can fade the music out if you would like. Let's, let's talk about this to end the show. Can you call yourself an executive chef and then they ask you, hey, what's your, what's your specialty? And you say mac and cheese? That's your answer? Your answer? The thing you cook the best is a side dish? Not the main? Not, not the main? He didn't even really explain. Oh, you know, I like to grill up some chicken. I like to put a little. I make mac and cheese? No. You can't call yourself a master chef. Like Thomas, I, I don't know what your favorite musician is, your favorite band is. Like, but let's say, let's say your favorite band, let's say your favorite like musical artist is Jay-Z, for example. I, I love Jay-Z. And I ask you, hey, are you a big Jay-Z fan? You're like, yeah, I love Jay-Z, my favorite rapper. And I'm like, oh, well, what's your favorite song? Oh, you know, I really like Hard Knock Life. They're not a Jay-Z fan. That's not an answer a real Jay-Z fan would give you. If you're a real fan, you've got like a B-side answer. Oh, man, I really love. You've got a B-side. If you tell me you're an executive chef and then I come to you and say, hey, what do you make, man? What's, what's, your, what's your thing? You're like, oh, man, I, I, make, I make the best mac and cheese. No, then stop, get away from me. Your food's terrible. You can't cook. What if we're going fancy mac and cheese here, like three three different types of cheeses, some breadcrumbs on there? You said fancy, and then after after fancy, you said mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You said you said fancy, and then you said mac and cheese. I, you can't make fancy mac and cheese. You can make higher end mac and cheese. You know, there's like the regular version of mac and cheese, like it comes in a box. Like there's that version of mac and cheese. And then, you know, you want to get a little crazy with it. You know, you put a little meat in there. You put a little lobster in there. You put a little. Yeah, I get it. You've dressed it up, but it's still mac and cheese. You can't make fancy mac and cheese. It's impossible. So Leroy Butler, congratulations. Salute to you. You're a Hall of Famer. You got the gold jacket. You got the dream that every kid had. Playing professional sports and not just playing it, but being great at it, being amazing. You got a cookbook coming out. You did it with your daughters. I'm sure it is an amazing project. I support it. I want people to go out and buy it. I might buy it. But you can't be an executive chef if your number one course is mac and cheese. It ain't possible. I had a lot of fun today filling in for Bill Ryder. My name is Carrington Harrison. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Have a fantastic Friday and a great weekend. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 